Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Crossover Across Time podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Carson. This is our Friday edition for week 12 in the NBA, uh, this Friday being January 6th of 2023. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a shorter episode today. We don't have a ton to talk about, before we get, but before we get started, real quick, I'd like to mention that... Um, as Justin kind of hinted at at the end of the episode yesterday, um, we do have some uh, social media accounts that we're starting up and we're trying to get those uh, kind of branched out, hopefully help spread the word about the podcast. Um, we have a Instagram account started and we're looking into maybe doing a Facebook account as well. Um, and I am currently in the process of getting the graphics prepared for that in terms of every week being able to post our uh, power rankings on to those platforms, um, our MVP picks. We'll also kind of repost or like different content from different NBA teams, players, uh, news, things like that. So you can follow that to help keep, keep caught up on what's going on in the NBA along with the podcast where we can go a little more in depth and talk about those things in detail. Um, so just something to be aware of. If you're interested right now, the Instagram account is crossover across time, all one word, all in uh, lowercase. Um, we do not have another account yet, but as I've said, we're looking into maybe doing a Facebook account or something similar. Um, but with that being said, that's something that will help support the podcast, but let's get into the podcast itself and uh, the meat of what we're going to be talking about on this Friday edition. And uh, we're going to cut out some of the more kind of long form discussion segments we would normally do, or we, you know, have planned to do on Fridays with this Friday episode, we're going to stick to the basics. We're going to do game summaries from last night, Thursday's action. We'll talk about our key news, and get some game previews for you for this weekend games to look out for uh, before we wrap things up. So let's jump right into that. Last night, Thursday, we had four games. Um, so let's jump right into that, talk about the first game from that slate. The first being uh, the Memphis Grizzlies going into Orlando, facing off against the Magic. And they're able to win that one, 123 to 115, despite a fourth quarter rally. Uh, if you look at the game charts, Memphis had a pretty solid lead throughout. Orlando made a push towards the end, but Memphis was still able to come out on top. For Orlando, they were, of course, led by Paolo Bancaro. Um, it just seems every game he's always putting up at least solid numbers, if not very impressive numbers. And he was more very impressive in this case. 30 points, 9 rebounds, pretty good percentages, especially for a rookie. 22 from Franz Wagner and 18 from Wendell Carter Jr. So their front court, very solid in this one. 14 off the bench from Terrence Ross. Otherwise, uh, Fultz, Harris, and Suggs kind of came up a little bit short. Meanwhile, for the Grizzlies, they were led, in this case, uh, the tandem of John Morant, 32 points, and Jaron Jackson Jr. with 31 points. Uh, Triple J also had 10 rebounds. And uh, there was 12 points from Tyus Jones off the bench and 16 from Zaire Williams off the bench. So Memphis, just a little bit more talented team, a little bit well, more well-rounded in this game. And uh, they come out on top in Orlando. Next, the Boston Celtics. This is a big win for them after that egg they laid against the Thunder. Uh, they're still on the road trip. They get a bounce back win in Dallas against the Mavericks, 124 to 95. Um cooling off that Mavericks team that was 
you know, they'd won their last several. Of course, Luca, we know what he's been able to do. Boston led big throughout this one, and they just kind of built the lead as the game went on. Uh, not, you know, too much of a a challenge. You, you don't want to say that. The Mavericks are a good team, um, but Boston was just the better team on that night or played a better game. Uh, for Dallas, Luca held to 23 points on poor percentages, uh, 12 points, 12 boards for Christian Wood, and 18 for Spencer Dinwiddie. They also had 15 from Jaden Hardy, the rookie off the bench. Um, Bullock held scoreless, Tim Hardaway Jr. only eight points. Meanwhile, for Boston, they had six guys in double figures, led by Tatum's 29 points, 14 boards, 10 assists, triple-double there for him, 19 from Jalen Brown as well, uh, and 15 from Brogdon and 12 from Grant Williams off the bench. Uh, so Boston just a little bit more well-rounded in this one, and they come out on top in Dallas. Next, exciting news for me and my crew, we're all kind of jazz fans here in Utah, and the Utah Jazz win their matchup against the Houston Rockets in Houston, 131 to 114. Uh, and Larry Markinen had a big game. First, the game charts. Um, it was fairly close through three quarters. I mean, Utah held big leads throughout. Houston, you know, kept it within reach and at points took leads. Um, but then Utah made sure that they didn't make a game of it that Houston didn't make a game of it in the fourth quarter and they, they ran away with it in that fourth quarter for Houston. They, they had good, good performance, five guys in double figures, 20 points, 14 boards for Shangoon and Jalen green led the way scoring wise with 30 points. Um, they also had 23 points from Kevin Porter jr. Um, 12 for Gordon, Eric Gordon and 11 for Jay Sean Tate. Meanwhile, for the jazz, they were, they had a huge surge here from Larry Markinen, as mentioned, 49 points, eight rebounds, um, pretty great percentages. He's making that push. He saw the early returns on the all-star voting and said, hey, I should have been, you know, at least top 10 or, you know, should have been somewhere in that mix. And uh, I'm not ultra surprised that he hasn't been that high in the voting, but I certainly would like to see him get in. And the the fans not having a 100% say in the vote, I would think that he has a good, pretty good chance of being, you know, like the last guy or second to last guy in in that uh, Western Conference front court. Uh, regardless, aiding him, he had 19 from Jordan Clarkson, 19 from Malik Beasley off the bench, 11 from Ochai Agbaji as well. Uh, the rest of the starters didn't have a great offensive game, but they had some pretty good defense here. Uh, 10 steals for the Jazz in this game. And, uh, they're able to get the win in Houston, kind of a, a get right game after they had lost their last several. So good for them. And finally, the Denver Nuggets, they defend home court against the Clippers, the only team from this four game slate to do so. Uh, they win against the LA Clippers 122 to one or to 91, excuse me. And that is the Nuggets 10th straight home victory. So they're doing a great job of winning in Denver. The game chart, the Clippers never led at any point in this game, Nuggets just had a, a huge lead throughout. For the Clippers, um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard both had poor offensive games. Uh, no starter scored in double figures. The leading scorer was Norman Powell, 13 off the bench, 12 for Terrence Mann, and 12 for Moses Brown, all those guys coming off the bench. Uh, most of their players were uh, – wow, they were double digits – negative in their plus minus 
Um, and for Denver, just solid all-round performance. Nobody scored uh, more than 18. The leading scorer was Jamal Murray. But they just they had seven guys in double figures. They had two more guys with nine points. So it's, you know, they're, most of their rotation – all productive offensively. No one kind of lead score. But yeah, 18 for Jamal Murray, 13 for Aaron Gordon, 12 for Jokic, 16 for Bones Highland off the bench, and 15 for Vlatko Kanchar, uh, and 13 for Zeke Naji. Uh, 10 points for Michael Porter Jr. as well. Those are your double-figure guys. 12 boards for Kanchar off the bench as well. Uh, Jokic added nine assists, seven boards, or six boards, excuse me. And a nice defensive game for Bruce Brown, two steals, two blocks. So uh, Denver able to play a team game, the quintessential team game, and they win against the Clippers. Uh, One stat to share with you, not really tied to any player or game from last night's slate, but just a general point. I was actually watching some of the games from tonight's action Friday night and saw this stat, thought it was pretty impressive. I believe – the stat is referring to up to this point in a season as far as games played or calendar year. Um, I believe that's what it's saying, but uh, it said that this season it's been the most 30 point games, 40 point games, and the third most 50 point games in NBA history. Again, I believe that's through this many games or up to this point in the calendar year. So pretty remarkable scoring, you know, they were talking about on the broadcast, why they, you know, if they had any theories or thoughts as to why the scoring has been so high this season, and especially these last few weeks in terms of especially individual player performances. And, um, you know, there's suggestions of maybe just continued evolution of game, which could certainly be a factor. I think a good candidate as well is the changing of the, uh, the take foul rule and the natural, you know, result of that being more fast break opportunities. Um, plus with the take fouls or free throws and that, you know, those add up free throws are one of the big things that help those big game, uh, individual scoring performances. So, you know, it, it could be a number of factors, just something interesting to, to note. And I think we've talked about it once or twice already on the podcast, but, um, anyways, just thought it was worth noting that before we move on. Um, okay. So our key news, we just have a few transactional things to note, nothing major, uh, firstly, Dallas, they have waived uh, former all-star point guard Kemba Walker. And I thought it's kind of a bizarre move. He played, I think, eight or nine games for them. And the one game he started, he had like 30 points. You know, seemed like he was maybe being a productive guy off the bench for them or maybe giving him a little bit of that scoring. But um, I guess Dallas decided they didn't need him anymore or maybe they have a better option that they're they're going to sign at some point. They're going to make a trade. Who knows what's going on? But uh, Dallas waves Kemba Walker. Uh, the Lakers sign guard Sterling Brown to a 10-day contract. Um, I think they they had an open roster spot, so they, they fill it with Sterling Brown, see if he can give them a little bit of a boost. And the Raptors, this is per Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. I'm sure it will be on the NBA's website within the next day or two. Uh, the Raptors are going to sign guard Joe Weiskamp to a 10-day contract as well. So, uh, just a couple, couple of small roster moves, nothing hugely consequential, but um, you know, some, sometimes it's those small roster moves that you don't expect that can can make an impact towards the end. Um, okay, let's real quick jump into our game previews. 
for this weekend. So this is going to be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, since when we do our Monday show, it's after the Monday action. I'm realizing, hey, we should do that as part of our weekend preview so that we don't miss anything as far as our coverage is concerned. Uh, and again, as always, all of the times I will give for when these games start are in Eastern Standard Time as they are listed on the NBA website. Uh, so firstly, on Saturday, we have five games on Saturday, no national broadcasts, but I'll give you a couple of league pass games to consider. Firstly, at 8 o'clock, the New Orleans Pelicans visit the Dallas Mavericks. Pelicans have been one of the best teams in the West, although not as great as they were in a certain stretch. Um, the last week or so, they've dropped a few. Uh, but they go into Dallas against the Mavericks. The Mavericks, of course, recently just lost to Boston, ended their streak. See if maybe they have a bounce-back game. Luka has a bounce-back game. See if Luka can keep up what he's been able to, to do over the last week. Um, could be a great matchup. And then at 10 o'clock, the Los Angeles Lakers are in Sacramento facing off against the Kings. Uh, great divisional matchup. It, th those two teams actually have a pretty interesting history, especially if you go back, you know, about 20 years at this point. Um, of course, not so competitive in the last decade or so, but, well, more competitive than not at times. But regardless, um, the Kings, of course, the beam team, I like what they're doing. They're a fun team to watch. Exciting to see what they can do what they can do, excuse me, against technically a more talented team, but a team that's underachieving at the moment in the Lakers. Of course, the Lakers are dealing with an injury to Anthony Davis, um, but even when they had Davis, they had a real sluggish start to the season. But the riding the ship, LeBron's continuing that scoring push towards the record, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. But let's see what the Kings can do at home, see if they can light the beam. Uh, so those are the two games on Saturday I think are worth considering. On Sunday, we have a nine-game slate. Again, no national broadcast, but I've picked a few games that might be worth watching on League Pass on Sunday as well. Firstly, one of two uh, matinee-type games. Uh, this one, the little bit later of the two. At 3.30, the Portland Trailblazers are on the road in Toronto against the Raptors. Those are two teams that have sort of similar records. They're not doing as great as maybe they'd like to. Um, but more just kind of that very small storyline, not even much of a storyline at all. You know, the trade a couple years back. And so Gary Trent and, uh, oh, there's somebody else. Oh, well, it was Norman Powell, but then he moved on. But, uh, yeah, Gary Trent used to play for the Trailblazers. And, uh, yeah, Norman Powell doesn't even play for the Trailblazers anymore. So, like, there's not much of a, a story there, but. I don't know. You got to pick something, right? <laughs> I think it could still be an interesting game, uh, especially because the Raptors have had some some kind of, you know, as much as they struggle at times, every once in a while they have an interesting game or an interesting moment. So, you know, they pushed the Bucks to a close game recently. So, so it could be it could be a good one. See if Lillard has a nice game. Uh, then at six o'clock, the Brooklyn Nets are in Miami against the Heat. Uh, I like that kind of a matchup. Duran against Jimmy Butler, Adebayo and Hero, and they're going off against you know Kyrie and Simmons. There's something about that that I feel like it could be a very interesting matchup. Uh, you know, two very talented teams, teams with a lot of potential. The Nets certainly, within the last several weeks, have very much uh, fulfilled that promise. The Heat are trying to make good on that uh, potential after 
a slow start to the season. And then at nine o'clock, the Atlanta Hawks are in LA against the Clippers. Um, the Clippers, as we mentioned, they dropped a bad one on Thursday night. See if they can bounce back. Meanwhile, for Atlanta, I just like to put Atlanta in here because I like what Trey Young does. And, you know, they're a team that I feel like they should be winning more, but could be an interesting game. And then on Monday, we have six games on Monday night, and we do have one national broadcast on NBA TV. That's at 7.30, and it's the Chicago Bulls in Boston against the Celtics. So, uh, you know, there's history to that uh, matchup and that rivalry at times. Um, certainly the Celtics are better than the Bulls up to this point in the season, but the Bulls have had, you know, they've shown a lot of improvement over the last few weeks. Celtics have slipped. Celtics did have a, a good game their last time out, uh, but the Bulls are going to be coming off of, if I saw tonight, Zach Levine had a nice game Friday night. Uh, so that will be a good matchup there. Good, You know, two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference or two of the more talented teams. Bulls not fulfilling as much on that potential as the Celtics have been, but regardless. Uh, and then I added one more league pass on or on league pass at 730. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are in New York against the Knicks. It's Giannis in Madison Square Garden. There's a ton of great highlights of him in the garden against the Knicks. And the Knicks are a pretty good team at this point. The, they're in the top half, at least, if not top third of that Eastern Conference, potentially with the run they've had. And the Bucks, you know, have every ability to be, uh, you know, at the end of the season in the playoffs, they have that potential to be an Eastern Conference champion, and they've won the title a couple years ago. But um, we'll see what happens in that matchup in Madison Square Garden. So those are some games to keep an eye out for uh, this weekend. And with that, let's go ahead and get our This Day in History fact and wrap things up. Again, a very short episode, just kind of getting our, uh, you know, our news, our game uh, summaries all that up to date as we go into the weekend. Uh, our fact for this day in history, NBA history, we're going all the way back to 1951. January 6th of 1951, the Indianapolis Olympians defeated the Rochester Royals 75-73 to 73 in six overtimes, which is the longest game in NBA history. And, you know, since we have plenty of time to talk about this i want to go back and see if we what kind of information we have if you're looking through basketball reference or any other kind of database on uh basketball statistics the further back you go in history the harder it is to try and find information like about specific what happened in games what individual players did but we can try our best here so the 51 Rochester Royals, who, by the way, won the NBA championship against the New York Knicks. Um, but they lost this game. And uh, I don't know why. I don't think the Kings have that. If you remember a few years ago, the NBA implemented that tab on the back of jerseys that shows how many championships a franchise has run or won. I don't feel like they've implemented that for the Kings when they should have at least one if not maybe two for the championships, the Rochester Royals won in the NBA, but I'll have to double check. Maybe they have implemented that. Um, regardless, what am I looking for here? I've, I, after saying we're going to have a concise episode, now I'm going to waste your time trying to find this, the stats for this game. 
Uh, let's see. Oh, uh oh. Oh, wrong day. That's why. There it is. Okay. Yeah, January 6th, 1951, Indianapolis Olympians. And that's a, how many people knew that there was a franchise called the Indianapolis Olympians. They played four seasons in the NBA. Um, they were sort of competitive for most of that. They were actually 39 and 25 in 1950. But um, regardless, they beat the Rochester Royals 75-73. And yeah, six overtimes. Unbelievable. What's even more unbelievable, and I know it's the 50s and this is to be expected, but how low scoring of a game it was for six overtimes. The leading scorer was Arnie Risen. I have heard that name. He was an all-star a few times, I believe. Uh, yeah, four-time all-star, Hall of Famer. He was 11 of 27 from the floor. So we do have like field goals, free throws, rebounds and assists and points and fouls. We, of course, don't have steals, blocks, or turnovers, but, um, but the leading, let's see, they had four guys in double figures, the Olympians did. Ralph Beard and Alex Groza. Wow. Yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of old names, of course, but anyways, sure, most of the listening audience doesn't care to go quite this far back in NBA history, but. It's it's fun noting that regardless, but that's our this day in history uh, closing fact for today. Again, January sixth uh, in NBA history. So, uh, real quick before we finish up, again, I'd like to thank you all for listening. Just a reminder again that we do have the uh, some new social media platforms that are being uh, put together for the podcast. The plan for me is to have everything solidified as far as. Um, schedules for posting updates on podcast content like new episodes power rankings mvps predictions those types of things uh have a schedule put together and doing those along with recording the podcast and then also being able to retweet or not retweet but like you know like repost share whatever the the verbiage will be um different nba content from teams players you know history stuff like that um we also, this is, I should have mentioned this at the beginning, but you've already probably seen, we do have some new uh, updated designs for the the podcast cover, the logo, things like that, some new colors. So I think that's going to be, I think it's an improvement from the kind of monochromatic black and white and gray thing we had before. Although, it, you know, it, it looked all right, but I like what we've got now. Um but with that being said, again, thanks for listening. If you want to look up the Instagram page, again, the account is crossover across time, all one word, um, all lowercase. But uh, we thank you for listening, and we'll be back on Monday with our weekend wrap-up, and we'll move on to week 13. So thanks again for listening, and we'll be back then.